Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 67 of the Zus Show. This is the Christmas edition slash end of the year wrap up. Um, you know, I'm very excited to reach another milestone yet again. Um, it's been a great year, um, and I'm proud of what I've accomplished, and I'm proud, you know, for all the people that have, you know, happened to support me as well, too. So just to rehash with you guys on episode 66 with Trey, David Stern was being hospitalized. Kawhi returned to the North. Deion Waiters got suspended yet again. Joel B got called out by uh, the OGs. Kevin Love's possible. We had a discussion with Kevin Love's possible trade destinations and much, much more. Um, and you know, uh, it was it was a, it was a good you know topic of conversation. So uh, without further ado, I just want to introduce my guest, a returner, Manny Fresh, aka Black Zach Morrison. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy Manny. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Great to be back, Steve. It's always a pleasure, man. Ah, I definitely want to get you back on. You know, I just like to, uh, you know, pick your brain and, you know, you know, hear your take on, on a lot of things. So you ready? You ready for the topics? Let's get to it, man. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is the doubleheader that was this past Thursday on TNT, 8 o'clock, Bucks played Against the Los Angeles Those Lakers. Those were some hot games, bro. Those were some very, very hot <laughs> games. Hot like, games. I was excited. There wasn't no Thursday night football, no interruption. Like, this is a glimpse of what we're going to see after the NFL season is over with. Can you say, like, outside of record, like, those are, like, the top four favorites to win the finals? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because Philly kind of fell off the radar. I've been said it wasn't Philly. That's <laughs> <laughs> just me personally. I've been said yeah, it wasn't Philly. Yeah, bro. I was like, all right, like, it's, it's over with. You think it's time to blow it up? Not yet, not yet, not, not yet. yet. We'll see if they don't get to the. Honestly, if they don't get to the finals, you might have to get rid of one of them. I think you just need a point guard mm-hmm. and needs to play the natural position. Yeah. Dang, we not even we going off top. Go going off top. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I know. I know you're excited. You know, <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying so. It's very good. Um, but yeah, the Bucks won 111 to 104. There was no Bledsoe on, you know, the Bucks end. There was no Kyle Kuzma on the Lakers end. And you know, the Bucks, you know, had a large lead. They had a, a lead high of. 21 points for the Bucks. Giannis played like Giannis, averaged 34, I mean, um, scored 34 points, had 11 rebounds, seven assists. And what stood out the most was that he made five threes. He was five of eight from the three point line. Um, you know, AD did what he had to do. Came, came, coming off an um, ankle injury, only played 43 minutes. Well, not only, he played 43 minutes coming off an ankle injury, scored 36 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. LeBron added 21 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, four turnovers. Um, so there's a couple of reasons why I think the Lakers lost. One was their bench productivity. Obviously, Kyle Kuzma is their quote-unquote sixth man. He only scored – I mean, he wasn't there, so the Lakers only scored four points off the bench That's as opposed it. to the Bucks, who scored 34 bench points. Turnovers was a big thing as well, too. Lakers had 19 turnovers, and, you know, the Bucks had 14 steals. So it's kind of rare when a team has 14 steals, but you That's as crazy. well, too. And just the Lakers' inability to – you know, guard the three-point line as well, you know, kind of messed them up as well, too. They allowed 16 threes, um, which isn't always a good thing. You know, just looking at Giannis, man, you know, we got the highlights pulled up right now. It's literally like I purchased 2K, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I go and create a player. Yeah. You know, honestly, I'm only 6'4", so I'll probably do 6'4", you know, shooting guard or whatever. But in 2K, it's like you – with Giannis, you're making a 6'11 player – Who's like 240 pounds? He might beat your my play that you try to he make up. He might beat your my play that you're trying to make <laughs> up. Point forward, who can play the one through five 
He creates for others. He slashes at will. He's OD athletic. He plays on the ball defense. He plays the passing lanes. He protects the room. He he can post up. He can move without the ball. And he always plays at 110%. So it's kind of crazy that the Bucks disrespected his 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 jump shot. I Yo, mean, I would have done the same thing as well, I mean, too. I mean, see, that's all you can do, bro. Mm-hmm. That's... I mean, I'm looking at these highlights right now. Like, mm-hmm. AD can't even really check him right now. Yeah. Like, he's a mismatch problem for everybody. And when he's hitting the tray like that, there's really absolutely nothing you can do. He's uncheckable. Yeah. I have to agree. He's out with the crown now. Go ahead, <laughs> Giannis. Yeah, man. So, it's kind of disrespectful that, you know, they you know they didn't really guard his his shot. And he ended up making five threes and making I'll say that. Play. I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. If I'm, if I'm a coach and I'm scouting, mm-hmm. that's the best option I have. Yeah. I'm not gonna close out OD heavy. He's yeah. just gonna rip by me and just dunk on my help side. Yeah. I don't want that to happen the whole game. So I mean that was the best option. Yeah. I mean, going into the next game, if I was a coach seeing those highlights and we're going to the next game, I'm like, yo, we're gonna try it again. We're gonna see how many threes you can hit. Yeah. I think that's the best option you have when you're guarding a dude like Giannis for real. For real, for real. And it's crazy because like they put Rondo on him. They put AD on him. They put Bron on him. They put Danny Green on him. Put everybody on him. They put everybody on him. put everybody on him. And they were so focused and keyed in on Giannis that there was always a shooter right there ready to shoot the ball. Yep. Um, so it was kind of crazy. So what stood out to me the most was, was when he hit that fifth three and he went back to his huddle. And he was going like this. He was going like that. He said, "Crown me, crown me. I'm the I'll king." Talk. And it kind of it's kind of dope too because he's from Greece, Athens. King crown is kind of dope. <laughs> passing yeah. the tor- passing the torch, but you know, with his performance that he had, do you think it's an official passing the torch, or you have you you think we have to see much more from him? Um, we have to see playoff success. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that from Giannis quite yet. Um, we just yeah. need a little bit more playoff success. I mean, in terms of just natural playmaking ability and just playing ability. We know he has the talent to be the best player in the league. Yeah. And a top five player to ever play the game. It's just, at this point, it's all about winning. The tools, everything else is there. At this point, it's all about winning. And honestly, they're my favorite score to the finals. Mm-hmm. I don't see really anybody else in the East. I know a couple people rumored, they said they were feeling like the Sixers might have a chance, but I don't, I don't really see it right now. Yeah. I have to agree with that too. Um, he's definitely making this case for MVP because last mm-hmm. week I was with Trey and I had my top five. I actually had him at number two, and I had uh, the Lakers at number one because of year seventeen. Oh, I had LeBron at number one because of year seventeen with Bron yeah. and the fact that they had the number one record in the overall NBA. And you know, statement games like this definitely you know change your whole perspectives on a lot of things too. So the fact that he had, I mean, everyone, you say Chris Milton's an all-star, but no, it's like, no, not no. really. That's like that one year the Hawks had like four all-stars. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Corver, Corver Jeff Teague, yeah, Jeff you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not a real all-star. And JoJo, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Al Horford. Uh, but yeah, the fact that he's kind of really doing this by himself, he just has that mindset, um, it's us against the world, I don't contact anyone in the offseason, I just do me, um, really speaks high volume. And, and what's scary now is just like his three-point shot. Obviously, Kyle Corbett's on his team too. They've been saying that Kyle Corbett's been, you know, you know, helping him putting the extra time in um, mm-hmm. as well too to get it going. That's so tough. if he can at least be respected on the three point line, it's just going to open up much more for the Bucks themselves. And like you said, I definitely think you know uh, right now they're the favorites. It's not fair. <laughs> I definitely think right now they're the favorites, and and it's kind of crazy they're trying to compare his stats to Shaq right now. He's averaging thirty one points. 
Um, 13 rebounds, six assists, and shooting 57% from the field, that's which ridiculous. is OD. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, so that's that. But at the end of the day, it's all about matchups. Like, if you look, when you see the end of these stats, like, I mean, end of the end of the, um, end of the game, LeBron and AD, like, geeking, talking to Eric Bledsoe, because Eric Bledsoe didn't play. Obviously, they all have a connection with Rich Paul as their agent. So I'm like, yo, did y'all take this game serious? <laughs> like, like, what's going on? But at the same time, it's like, how often do you expect a guy like George Hill to score twenty points off the bench? I mean, um, he can do that quite often. I he mean, can do and that's that. and that's what makes the Bucks a unique team. Like mm-hmm. we think it's just Giannis sometimes, but like everyone else, like they play their role to a T. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's what leads to games like this where they get what nineteen turnovers. Yeah, and they just straight up smack their bench. What thirty four to what four? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what makes them a good team, and that's what makes them the final favorites. And I think AD and LeBron were laughing like that because they know it's a possibility in the offseason where if Giannis is not happy, he, he has the opportunity to move. And any other team he moves to in the league, they're going to have a chance to, to go to the finals. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm trying to think. There might be only two or three teams where Giannis just goes to right now and he does, they don't help him go to the finals. There might be two. I said a couple episodes ago, I was like, don't be surprised if he's unhappy and goes to the State. Way to get him. It's a wrap, bro. Mind you, like, people, like, are just talking down on Golden State's name, but, like, I think not. Wayne Wade tweeted about it, like, I think it was, like, yesterday, this weekend, he was just like, yo, y'all should be, y'all should be worried. They're resting right now. Yeah. So, yeah, wherever Giannis goes, that's, that would be scary, but it, I guess it just depends on his playoff success this year. Yeah. You know what's crazy, like, I obviously like LeBron James, one of my most favorite players of all time, like hands down. But it's kind of crazy. Like LeBron always kind of gets what he wants with his roster, and yet whenever they lose, they say he needs help. Um, so, do you think the Lakers need to touch up their roster? Granted, Kuzma's injured, and that's basically their sixth man, um, and that's their bench. But do you think they need like a, another playmaker or like a three and D player? Because if they meet up in the finals, obviously AD and Bron going to you know be balling out. But like, who's going to guard Giannis? I mean, honestly, there's no one really that's a good check for Giannis, but Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Kawhi. All right. Yeah, Kawhi's the closest. You know what I'm saying? But um. There's no really a good check for him. I guess you really just have to wait till Kuzma comes back. Honestly, with the Lakers roster, there's nothing you could really add to it that would just put them over the top right now. I can't really picture a player they can pick up right right on uh excuse me, right away that would just help them get that much further. Honestly, I think they're already a finals contender team. Yeah. I think we talked about in the beginning of the episode right now that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Between the Bucks, yeah, Clippers, Lakers, and Rockets, like those are the four favorites to win it, to be honest. So Yeah. I don't think they could really touch it up any more than they already do. They just got to perfect what they what they already have. Look at them geeking. You missed it. <laughs> geeking. 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 Look at that, Joe. <laughs> Hold up real quick. I think this is like last bucket you made. And then afterwards. Hold up real quick. Are they going to show it? All right, right here. Okay. Geeking. <laughs> Geeking. Nah, like, they already know what time like it, is. it is. But it's so early. It's all about X's and O's, you know what I'm but saying? But you know so, they're recruiting already, bro. You know how they operate. I mean, do they have the cap space? If they Do they have the cap space to get Giannis? No. Unless AD leave. The new NBA, bro? Like the salaries Giannis. and everything. Bro, everything's going up every year, bro. They'll find a way to pay him. They will find a way. They will I definitely find a way. I think his best shot, though, is either staying or um, going to uh, Golden State. Golden State as well, too. 
Um, yeah, so LeBron uh, and, and load management. So I want to bring up this topic here to you right now. I saw that interview. If I can uh, open up this link real quick. Boom. There we go. So basically what they're trying to say is tonight LeBron James is likely to miss his first game of the season when the Lakers host the Denver Nuggets this Sunday. James was listed as doubtful with a thoracic muscle strain around the rib cage. Well, I'm using them um, big words, right? Like, right? Uh, <laughs> is, is he sore? Like, just say he's he sore. sore? Like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> um, so James played in all 29 games of the season for the Lakers, averaging 25.8 points, 10 to 6, 10.6 to 7.5 rebounds, but he did not practice on a Saturday with the injury. Head coach Frank Vogel said James sustained the injury against the Indiana Pacers this past Tuesday and played through it on Thursday against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Lakers lost both games, their first back-to-back losses this season. And it's kind of crazy how the biggest thing this you know past couple of weeks slash this whole season was this whole you know issue with low management. Um, and you know basically AE saying if I'm hurt, then I'm hurt. But if I'm if I'm good to go, then I'm gonna play. Then LeBron just came out last week saying essentially like. I'm, my goal is to play 82 games. I would be cheating the fans, and I would be doing a disservice if I didn't play. Unless, unless it's like something drastic, then, you know, I'm not going to play. And it's kind of crazy because it is year 17 for him. Um, he is about to be 35 years old in a couple of days. And, uh, you know, I'm just worried that his body might break down like Kobe because if you look at Kobe's last prime year or so, he was about 34, 35 years old as well, too, and Mike D'Antoni's system. That's when he had Dwight, Steve Nash, and Autumn Cats as well, too. He played great, and then out of nowhere, he just tore his Achilles, and then the rest is history. So I kind of don't want that to repeat itself again. But do you think, you know, with something like this that's happening, um, you think he should load manage essentially? I mean, I saw the interview with Braun. Like I said, I think he's, just, he's spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's healthy, why not play? And you got to understand the type of guy Braun is. Like, mm-hmm. he puts, like, I, I read the articles, like $1.5 million into his into body. His body. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you can tell even when he plays, like, he's really pacing himself this regular season. Yeah. he do, He's not taking hard hits. He's never landing hard. Like, he's real methodical in everything he does. Like, like I said, I think he's spot on. If he's healthy, he should keep playing because he knows what he's doing. And at the end of the day, like, we say father time, father time. But when we watch these games, how old does he really look? Like he's 25. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he be looking, moving, bro. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a fresh 21. Like he, he's body-wise, I think he's still prime. Like, mm. and like he said, as long as he's still healthy, he should keep playing. I agree. Definitely. So um, we'll see, you know, what he ends up doing. I think he should load. Man, this is not too bad and. Honestly, he, obviously, he's playing like he's 25 years old, but at the end of the day, he got the most mileage on his body right now besides, like, Vince Carter or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. <laughs> the so, most miles. What about Dudley? Dudley's on his team. Don't do that. <laughs> man. Shout out to Jared Dudley. That's all I'm going to say. Shout out to Jared Dudley, yo. Um, next topic. Uh, the Rockets versus Clippers, which was the 10-30 game right after the Lakers-Bucks game. Rockets Ooh, ended was up hot. winning 117 to 112. I think the Clippers were up as much as 17 to 19 points. And, you know, Westbrook wooed his team. He ended up with 40 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Harden had 28 yeah, points, Russ. 10 assists um, as well, too. So, Hey, and to all my Russ haters real quick, mm-hmm. stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. All that trash, all that venom y'all spitting about Russ, mm-hmm. stop it. Way He's a way better duo player for the Rockets compared to Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it on that note. All right. All right one more time. Stop <laughs> it. 
You heard him here. Stop it. <laughs> so they won 117 to 112. Um, and the biggest takeaway I had from that was um, they, I think we should start taking them serious right now. Like obviously, you said that early on. They're one of the four teams that I think are, you know, you know, finals bound. Obviously, it kind of just depends on how things fold out. But I think it's kind of good that James Hyden realized early on I didn't really have it going, so why not, you know, give it to Russ? And at the same time, Coach Doc's game plan was to double-team Harden at all times and let everyone else eat. He just kind of underestimated how great Russell Westbrook is. Um, and Russell Westbrook was kind of attacking at the will, if at you will. look at the highlights as well, too. And another thing I was kind of upset about was, for the most part, like, why wasn't Kawhi or PG, you know, trying to slow down Russ? Um, they really weren't guarding those two duos right there as well, too. I don't know if they're trying to just want to test out some things or saving it for later on next year going into the playoffs. I really don't know as well, too. But when you got Russ playing like this and Harden, you know, not having to go for 40 every night, that's kind of ridiculous as well, too. And I was looking up a stat. Russell Westbrook's been killing it over the last seven games. Um, he's been averaging 29 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Slept on two steals, 50% from the field, which Slept is crazy because he's historically 52, I mean, 42 to 44% from the field. Um, and the Rockets are 6-1 and one right now as well, too. So, you're the Rockets fan. Yes, sir. One, how far do you think they can go? All the way. Um, and two, <laughs> you know, um, what was I about to say? Number two as well is, do you think this could potentially be a Western Conference Finals preview? I mean, you ask me these questions and you know these answers. See, like, <laughs> of course. Like, and the thing is, I know I say it every year, but you got to understand, like, we have run into the team that's won the finals, like, was it three or four out of the past five years? Yeah. We're losing to the team that wins the finals every time. It's like running into Jordan in his prime, right? I mean, essentially, we, we were running into a dynasty team. Who ended up taking care of business? Yeah. LeBron was only able to take care of them one time. You know what I'm saying? And I love Harden. Harden's not the caliber that LeBron is, but at the same time, he's a great player in his own right. Yeah. But um, the I mean, the biggest difference is picking up Russ, man. Like, we paid Chris Paul too much. You know what I'm saying? And he was approaching. You know what I'm saying? Those later years in his career, I don't think there was a lot more he can give us. And I and I caught that feeling when he sat down. What was it six and seven? Six and seven. Two years ago. When we needed him the most, you feel me? So, yeah. and Russ is giving you games like this, and the difference between Russ and Chris Paul is when um, when James Harden is not performing at his peak level, they're best friends. He's going to be able to turn him up. Or he'd be like, yo, you're not going to do it? All right, I'll do it myself. And I know even if he has a muscle strain or anything like that, he's not going to sit out, not for a chance to get to the finals. And, and like you said, they respect each other. Like, they were yin and yang growing up as well, too, and... Russell, I, and it was kind of shocking when, um, I don't know if you saw that one part where Beverly got kicked out the game and James Harden. I know exactly what player yeah, you're talking going, about. They are going back and forth. So Russell Westbrook, and, um, Russell Westbrook and Pat Bev were going back and forth, obviously with their history and whatnot. But James Harden like put him to the side and like kind of pushed him and said, like, yo, like stay locked in. Stop with this dumb shit. Yeah, it was when he was and, waving. Yeah, it was the game was over. You know what I'm saying? He was waving Pat Bev off, and mm -hmm. then he got the tech, and then yeah. – Harden just looked at him and was like, yo, pushing, like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. But I'm saying they're boys like that. Only them could do that and they'll be cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where the connection works. Like, they're the. I think they're the nastiest duo as of right now. Uh, yeah, I was about to ask as you. As of right now. As of right now. Uh, I, 
Ah, as of you right got you now, got LeBron and AD. LeBron and AD is very OC, but I'm saying if we had just evaluate these last ten games, uh-huh. you going with them for sure. And what's crazy is Eric Gordon's not back yet. He's not back yet. That's another seventeen points right there. At least, bro, at least seventeen. And any given night, he can get thirty. Bro, we, this is the year, see. This is the year, see. I, I haven't really done my research like that. Is uh, Gerald Green going to come back or he's done for the season? I think he's done. Done. I think he's he done. Break his leg or something? Something like, it was something tibia, something bad. It was mm. something bad in his leg, but I think he's done. Last thing, do you do you like what you guys have now? Or if you're Daryl Morey, would you try to get a player like Andre Iguodala? We need more pieces. We need more pieces. You what, what, what what position in particular? What like what do you guys need, you think? A wing perimeter defender that's three and D. I wish we had Trevor Reza back. I was about to say that too. But we're not gonna get him back. But I need we need someone like at Trevor Reza's like caliber, if not higher. Okay. Like if we had Kuzma, that'd be flawless. That would be tough. But we're not going to get him. But I mean, we'll see. You guys always find a way to make some little sneaky-ass move around. Trey Give us Dan Brandon Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> Give us Brandon Ingram. Yeah, that ain't happening, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, can only, you can always hope, right? You always hope. You can, always, you can only and always hope as well. So I like that. So we'll, we'll see where to go. We'll monitor them throughout the season. But I think what's going to be most important is who gets that one seed. Obviously, Lakers have it now. They Lakers have had the easiest schedule this whole season because of how the TV deal works. They have more so of their tougher games nationally televised. I feel like I always see the Lakers well. on TV. Yeah, I mean they, they yeah. got the most appeal. No nah, Golden facts. State. Ain't nobody turn on the game to that. No, nah, no one's that's gonna watch that. That's taking the shot right now with ratings. But yeah, Lakers have had the easiest schedule. And um, we'll see when the schedule gets a little bit tougher. Are they going to slide? And are we going to see the Clippers? Are we going to see the Rockets get that number one seed? Because they're only about four or five games behind right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And I think home court advantage is going to be vital for any of those teams as well, too. And honestly, like, I'll try to either get the one seed or the four seed. <laughs> skip like, all the way to four? Skip all the way to four because <laughs> let's say Houston, let's say the, let's say the Rockets get the one seed. They don't have to worry about the two or three seed until the conference finals. If you're the two or three seed in the second round, you got to go yeah, up against each other. That's true. So, I mean, we'll just see how it goes. But, I mean, it's so early on. Now, what I love about this dynamic duo as opposed to Kawhi, a little management, AD, I was getting these knickknack injuries. These are two of the most, like, durable, durable players, man. They're going to play. Too. They're going to play all year. Yeah. Russ might sit out 10, 15 max. Mm-hmm. I don't got, I don't, um, I said Russ, I don't got Harden sitting out more than, like, five games. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're the most durable, durable duo in the league. I cannot speak today. <laughs> Put me on the radio and I cannot speak no English. See, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. Um, moving on from that as well too, though. Um, just want to give major props to um, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, KG Bosh are all headlining the Hall of Fame 2020 class. Childhood heroes, right um, there. Those four combined for 13 NBA championships for Most Valuable Player awards, five Finals MVP awards. 59 all-star appearances and 40 um, all-NBA selections. They're the leading names on the list of 50 people nominated uh, by the North American Committee for enshrinement next year. The finalists will be announced during All-Star Weekend in Chicago in February, with the inductees being unveiled during the Final Four in Atlanta in April. Um, so in addition to that, other players nominated are Sean Marion, The Matrix, Michael Finley, Mark Eaton, and Buck Williams. Meanwhile, Chauncey Billis, Mark Jackson, Tim Hardaway, Richard Hamilton, Chris Webber, Ben Wallace, and Marcus Canby are among those on the ballot who have been nominated multiple times as well, too. Um, that's a pretty fire class. Yes, yeah, a as very well, fire class. A little sad as well because if 
Chris Bosnian had the blood clot, he'd still be playing right now. Yeah, still it's crazy. Be that vital piece you need for a championship run as well, too. But sure. um, damn, Kobe, KG, all them, like that's rings on rings. Like I said, that, those are childhood heroes. Right? Childhood those heroes those right are dudes there. we really grew up with. Yeah. At all them, obviously, you know, Kobe's Kobe, but I got to rock with my boy Timmy. I got, I got to rock with Timmy. I'm Spurs fan right there. Uh, he's he, <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, it's Ginobili Joe right there, but um, I mean, I feel like you know we just been through a lot together <laughs> as well too. He don't know I you. See. Remember those <laughs> historic runs against the Lakers, against the Mavericks, against the Phoenix Suns. Um, he was just always there, never shot away from the moment. And, you know, got five banners. Um, and couldn't ask for more. Any true fan, bro. True fan. <laughs> you sound yeah. like you were behind their bench the way you talking, dog. I was, man. <laughs> I remember. It was funny. You got to do right on now. I remember I was in either the sixth or seventh grade. And I think it was the year we won a championship against the Pistons. And then the next year, the Mavs beat us in six or seven games in the playoffs, I think in the conference finals. I remember having my do-rag on, my glasses. I'm in my dad's room watching the game. And we forced it to overtime. And Dirk was just too much for us. And I literally was bawling tears, crying because we didn't win. Just the emotional attachment guys have that I had to that team and, you know, what they've been able to do and be consistent on a daily basis, yearly basis throughout with Coach Pop leading the way, um, it was just beautiful to see. Obviously, we're not where we're at now. Uh, got a lot of growing pains. It's kind of, I've been kind of spoiled, you know? Nah, Every I feel that. Nah, you used to just, and we just that's a whole lot of right winning you've been used to, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything comes and goes, see? Yeah, so I, I enjoyed the moment, and I already knew this was going to happen, especially when Kawhi rocked as well, too. But I was happy I got to see the big three live. Um, so it was great. Anything you want to add to the Hall of Fame I mean, nominations? Just shout out to Kobe. I mean, it's been a loving, it's been a loving hate relationship with him. As a young kid, I <laughs> kind of didn't like Kobe. I thought he was arrogant, but at uh-huh. the same time, like as I got older, I understood the way he carried himself and why he carried himself that way. Because mm-hmm. he took pride in his work, and um, he didn't really feel like anybody else came above him and his worth work ethic. And that was just incredible to me. I just remember w- growing up every day, um, not every day, but every Sunday, just after church, just watching, watching Kobe just cook somebody in the all whites. <sighs> Have you read his books? Have you nah, read I heard they're mentality? great. Nah, I heard they're on one. That joint. I think my brother has it right now, but I gotta let you um, see that joint right now. Uh, <laughs> he said right now. Right now, it's fire. Mama mentality definitely. I believe it, man. Joint. Um, next thing I want to talk about is this one guy who was in the um, discussion for nominations for Hall of Fame is uh, Kevin Garnett. Um, so yeah. basically, Kevin Garnett um, is promoting. He has a new movie out. I can't remember the title of the movie, but he has a movie right now with um, what's his name? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. It's footage of Adam Sandler hooping. You saw that? I know you saw that. <laughs> yeah, definitely did. You think he nice? No. <laughs> they weren't no. playing for real against no, Nets. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. No chance. But basically. Um, he was on the Bill Simmons podcast, which you guys should check out pretty far as well, too. And basically, like, make a long story short, um, Paul Pierce, I mean, not Paul Pierce, KG claims that the Celtics broke LeBron James in the 2010 NBA Finals, forcing him to take Always his talents trash. from Cleveland to South Beach that summer, according to KG. He said, we didn't fear LeBron, says Garnett. Then he went on to all say, he went on to say, we broke LeBron, so you get your expletive out of here with that. You understand how we got to Cle- how he got to Cleveland, how he got to Miami, Bill. You remember that. And then he says, okay, so remember that. All right. Stop bringing it up. So they was talking expletive to him, the media, and the league knew that they had an agenda in which we wasn't a part of the agenda. And that's how they ended up winning the series. Yeah, I said it, man, listen. Let me tell something to you. The C's, we didn't give a shit about LeBron. We didn't fear LeBron. And we don't. We didn't think he could beat all five of us. And 
That's how it felt. He was trying to consolidate because he didn't want that pressure on him. You understand. Um, so what are your thoughts about KG trying to... I think it's more so of him trying to promote the movie itself, too. But then at the same time, you know how heads be. They'll never let things He's always going to talk his trash, is. but he has to understand, like, he was getting whooped up on in Minnesota. That's why he went to Boston in the first place. Yeah, because Tim was handing out that smoke every year. So he needs to remember that. But he's quick to talk trash like he didn't team up with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen in their prime. Facts. In their prime still. Went so, yeah, what, that's two, just... Two finals? Yeah. Two finals? Like three or four conferences? Mind you, I think long term, if we think about that that team and what they were supposed to be, what, they only won one ring? Their first year. They underachieved to me. They did. But they did have injuries as well, too. I mean, that's part of the game. The Warriors did as well. Yeah. It's, like I said, they built a dynasty and they low-key underachieved, but... um. Still a great team. Still a Hall of Fame team. Mm-hmm. But that's just KG talking his trash. Yeah. He knows what it is. Always being no heads, right? That's, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is, bro. <laughs> oh, man. But imagine if they were they linked together sooner. That would be crazy. That would be wild. Because I think Kendrick Perkins got hurt one year, and then KG, like, tore his meniscus one year. And then year Paul Pierce, even at the time, was in his later half of his prime. Yeah. So They were just blessed to have young Rondo on the team. They that were. was a surprise, yeah. Yeah, they were. They were as well, too. Um, so another thing I want to talk about is yesterday, the Wizards um, went up against the 76ers, and basically Isaiah Thomas got ejected. Um, I heard so about that. Just to paint the picture for you guys, um, there's two fans who were part of a confrontation with Washington Wizards guard Isaiah Thomas. This is all according to ESPN. Uh, during Saturday's game in Philly, have been banned from the Wells Fargo Center for a year. A 76ers spokesperson said on Sunday, Thomas was ejected from the 76ers 125-108 win in the fourth quarter after he went into the stands to verbally confront one of the fans during a timeout. Thomas said he was running back after making one of two of his free throws and that a fan, a fan had both of his middle fingers up saying, fuck you, bitch, three times. Of course, he was white. Um, I said, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> No, actually, do that. Though. Like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> we just sit back and enjoy. You know what I'm saying? We talk trash, but we ain't gonna be disrespectful. Nah, man. To you. Trunk fans be saying whatever. Yeah. Like, I heard, I heard Utah fans are the worst. Bro. I think they racist as hell, bro. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> Anyways, it said, I said, don't be disrespectful. I'm a man before anything. Be a fan. His response was, I'm sorry. I'm just, I just want a frosty. So apparently, if I think if they miss, he said, I just wanted a frosty. <laughs> <laughs> He said, my bad, bro. I just wanted a frosty, man. Yeah, so, like, for example, at the Wizards game, if they score X amount of points. Oh, this is it right here? Yeah, everyone gets, like, a um, free Chick-fil-A or free Papa John's or something like that. So, I guess for them to get free, free, free frosty. Hey, yo. So, he's like, I'm sorry. I just want a frosty. <laughs> yo, imagine getting checked by, like, a 5A dude. Like, yo, say that again. Right? He's just looking up to you, too. He's like, yo, say that again. Say that again, bro. Say that again. Um, but 76 spokesperson said the fans acknowledged using inappropriate gestures and language towards players last night, which is a violation of arena policy. So do you think there needs to be, like, action being taken with fans, you know, just wilding out? Obviously, fans will be fans. You're going to get heckles. But I feel like you take it too far if you're kind of, like, questioning um, another man's manhood or just cursing at the individual. What do you think about that? I mean, I think there should be arena policies in order. I don't know exactly how you should put them in place where just like, hey, enough's enough. Watch the way you talk to fans. Yeah. Or not fans, the way you talk to players, especially if you're close to the court. But I mean, there's only so many, you know what I'm saying, policies and procedures you can 
put in place because at the same time, you still want mm-hmm. fans to be fans at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, trash is going to be talked. That's part of the game. Yeah. That's never going to change. Um, I think from the player's standpoint, they just got to learn like, hey, a lot of do a lot a lot of these people gonna say certain things, but you can't take it personally. Yeah. Half yeah. the stuff they're saying they don't even mean themselves. I agree. So I mean, it's it's kind of hard. I think the players they just gotta take more responsibility and just understand like, hey, this is what it comes with. This is what my mi- my millions are coming with. My millions. My are millions. Coming. <laughs> my millions. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is what my money's coming with. Like it's gonna come with the trash talking, the hate, along with the love too. But can't take everything so personal. Yeah. At the end of the day, the pros outweigh the cons. So for sure. Heckle me all you want. It's gonna, it may get to me every now and then, but I got Yeah, bread. I got way more bread than you. And I'm living great. Exactly. I'm doing what I love, which you're not. Exactly. Um so next thing I want to move on to is uh the NBA. So from ESPN sources again, um the NBA discussing a one million per player purse uh for the winners of the proposed 30 team in-season tournament league sources told ESPN the league is hopeful that an additional financial incentive will motivate players to treat a new tournament with That's a high. competitive fervor so the NBA wants an in-season tournament that will begin with pool play as part of the regular season schedule before the teams with the best records advance to an eight team single elimination tournament that will culminate in mid-December league sources said um so what are your thoughts on an in-season um you know in season uh, tournament as well too, uh, I like it, but I dislike it. Like obviously, the incentive is one million dollars, but at the same time, it's like, why are you adding that on to an already an eighty-two game NBA season? Um, obviously, money is a consideration. When you really think about it, I think if they had a vote, it would probably win because obviously, like players are getting paid a lot too. But those are just like the max players and the high level role players but other than that like if you take off if you shave off all those you know players out of 300 what 50 players in the NBA a lot of them don't make that much money for real for real no for Um, sure so they may vote for it but do you do you like that and then then like does it like does it taint the NBA finals and the playoffs because that's what we're ultimately playing for right oh no 100% but I see where the league is going with this they're trying to they're trying to cater to like that international type it gives me a soccer feel Mm-hmm. When they're trying to put a tournament together like this, like, but I agree with you at the same time. Like, it does take away from the playoffs itself because that's what the regular season is for. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta understand, even though the regular season is long, that's pool playing itself yeah. for the playoffs. So, I mean, it just it just depends how they set up the tournament, how long it is. Like, but I don't know how I feel about it yet. I guess I'll have to hear more details on it. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I wouldn't have proposed it. I'm with shortening the season. I like sixty instead of eighty. To yeah, be honest, especially that one year when I think Miami went to the finals that first year, Bron and Wade and Bosh. They only played was that a lockout year? That's a lockout year. They played sixty six. That year was hot, bro. The year was fire. That's what I'm saying. I think that's the perfect amount of games. But at the same time, like you're gonna lose out on a whole lot of revenue. So I feel like the league has to find a way to like capture our attention throughout the whole regular season. But it's hard when you got the NFL that takes, you know, a fourth of the or half of the season. I mean, sports are going to overlap. You know what I'm saying? Basketball over over baseball, Mm -hmm. football over basketball. Like, sports are going to overlap, but you just got to find a way to make it entertaining throughout. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I'm I'm not against the tournament per se, but I would have to hear more about it, to be honest. Yeah, that's my take on that. 
Okay. Cool. I, 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 I agree with you as well, too. Um, so moving on, let's let's give our uh, Christmas, NBA Christmas uh, predictions as well, too. So it's going to be five games. Um, you know, it's going to be starting. It's going to be on Christmas, obviously. First game starts at 12. Last game starts at 1030 as well, too. Um, so the first game is going to be the Celtics versus Raptors. Now, at first, I had the Raptors winning because, one, they're at home, and I think Pascal's on another level, and this is going to be their first time, I think, ever playing on Christmas as well, too. So the lights will be brighter, but, you know, they're the defending champs, so you got to give credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. But Pascal Siakam has a grown injury. Norman Powell has a shoulder problem, and I think um, – what's his name? Marcus Saul has a lower leg injury as well, too. So that's Sheesh. three of – three important pieces to them right now. Yikes. Um, Gordon Hayward just came back, so I have – the Celtics winning, um, although the Raptors will feed off of their home energy, home crowd or whatever. I just feel like the Celtics, due to their depth um, and the lack of depth with the Raptors, the Celtics will win. Uh, who do you got? Um, Celtics Celtics for that game. Just, just you mentioning those injuries and it being the regular season, I don't think it will be enough to withstand the firepower of the Celtics right now. They're playing good basketball. Okay. Second game is going to be at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on ABC. It's going to be the Bucks taking on the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers. Bucks home. next. I got the Bucks as well, too. <laughs> Giannis on another level. Ben Simmons. Has, and you know what I'm mad about, maybe? It's like I've been holding this in the whole time. like, And I talk about this like every episode, damn near. The facts that the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo is making – at least an effort to shoot the trade ball to expand his game just makes me think, like, yo, Ben Simmons, like, what's good with you, yo? Like, that don't be making me mad, bro. You guys are basically built the same. Like, what are you doing? He's not, they're not built the same. Just, Giannis is way more of a horse. I mean, honestly, Ben's playing the wrong position. I've been saying that for the past two years. That first year, I kind of let it go, and then halfway through the second year, I was like, he's not a point guard. Mm Mm-hmm. He can grab it off the rebound. He can push the ball. He can find his teammates. He can be a Draymond type power forward for his team, but he's not a point guard. Yeah, like I don't even, I don't, and I don't even care. And that's what's gonna stop them from getting to the finals because you're gonna have a, you know, what I'm saying too. you have your dude that's playing the one, but he's shrinking the court because he can only score inside the free throw line. And then one of my boys said, like, if they don't work out this year, you may consider, you know, getting rid of one of them. Did he said Ben for pieces? He said, nah. He said because of Joel Embiid's durability. He'd rather go with Ben Simmons and then just try to get like a combo guard in and um, another piece to fill the big position because they already and have that's, And that's another thing too, like Joel is never healthy. I don't think he's really taking care of his body. <laughs> you can just tell, like both of them just don't look serious. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. We'll see what they do. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've been to the playoffs this last couple of years, so... We'll see how that works out. I think the biggest thing that's going to help them is their experience and then their size. But nah. I, don't really, I don't really trust Brett Brown with X's and O's down the stretch. We saw what happened last year against the Raptors and the year that was before lit. that. Yeah. Against the uh, – who did they lose to the year before that? Um, the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics. Celtics. So, I mean, we'll see. But like you said, I got the, I got the Greek freak. I would have Miami oh. going further than – I like Miami as well, too. I was telling my boy about that. Um, Miami's really tough. Obviously, like, the only thing that's going to hurt them is their lack of experience, but they play beautiful basketball. Kendrick Nunn's good, bro. Kendrick Nunn's tough. <laughs> Bam out of bio's tough, bro, too. He's, bro, they have a good team, have, dog. Yeah. 
I'm not even trading nobody for real, for real. Unless I'm not. Like I'm just trying to build Beal or something like that, or like if you can if you can get like a Joel and B because Miami Heat will have them in check. They have like a I think every week they have a what should we call it like a weigh in and they have to have a certain amount of body fat um, every time they check in and whatnot. So they'll have them right. Like that, I would only like go for a big like a cat like an Embiid. Other than that, like yeah. you're fine. You're yeah, fine. Jimmy's holding it down. You might. Honestly, you just you would want to groom Kendrick Nunn anyway. I was gonna say find another one, but he's he's cheap. Yeah, he's yeah. cheap and he's good. Cheap, he's good. Robinson's tough too. The white, the white dude. Tyler Hero coming Tyler off the Hero bench. Coming off Tink. the bench. Nah, I like that team, bro. And uh, what's his name from Duke? Winslow has been injured this past couple games. But he's yeah, been playing great but too. Been, they got a squad. But like I said, if they're healthy, they just I feel like they could just go further. People than used to, people used to talk trash about Spo, but give Spo talent. And I see what he can do. I low key was wanting to talk trash about him too, just because he was new. Mm-hmm. Apologize to you, Spolster. You are a very good coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was just because you had Braun, but he showed when he lost talent that even just with a little talent, he can get the job done. He just needs a little bit of help. For sure. Next game is going to be 5 o'clock. I won't be watching. Maybe you will. I'm on ABC Warriors Rockets. No Steph Curry. No Klay Thompson. We don't know if Draymond's going to play. We don't know if D'Angelo Russell's going to play as well, too. Um, I got the Rockets murdering them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's no question. I mean, I'll probably watch just because and then turn it off. Yeah, here's how my day's half. going. I'm watching, like, the first two games, and then that third one, like, I probably just ate already. I'll watch the first <laughs> half of that, and then I'll catch the itis and just sleep during the second half. Yeah, definitely take a nap and wake up for the main event, which I want to talk about is 8 o'clock, Clippers-Lakers. Yep. I have the Clippers winning. I'm kind of biased, but I just of course feel like – I am Kawhi Leonard, yeah. Uh, <laughs> got the Clippers winning, man. Um, it's a home game. I mean, it's a home game, but they're both in LA. Obviously, there's more Lakers fans than Clippers home fans. Home at home. But it's home at home. Um, I just feel like Kawhi, Battle of LA. Yeah, Battle of LA. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be going down. Everyone's gonna be there. Um, I just feel like the Clippers have more depth, the Clippers have a better coach. Um, and as opposed to the Laker, the Lakers um, going up against them with just Kawhi. Now they have to worry about PG as a game plan. So I think that'll kind of take them off the edge. So I think they'll have that advantage right there. But it's gonna go down to the wire, um, and we're gonna see. I just and I just feel like if you look at the stats side by side, Kawhi owns LeBron as far as Ws go on on, on matchups, individual I'm matchups. I'm gonna pick the Clippers, not just matchup for matchup for the starters, but once again, I think it's gonna come down to bench production. Uh, yeah, uh, without Kuzma really being in, it's going to be hard for them to just win games consistently, be a top team in the West as of right now. But um, they're still playing pretty well without them. But I think they lose that game specifically just because of bench production. Yeah, I feel like they're going to, in a way, kind of slow down LeBron. If yeah. you slow down LeBron, then you're pretty much good. But um, I'll say this. When they're not turning over the ball, the Lakers, when they're not turning over the ball and they lock in defensively, they're the, probably the scariest team in the league because they're yeah, huge. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Last game, 10.30, Pelicans-Nuggets, supposed to be so hype. You got the Jokic-Murray, that young talent going up against Zion and everybody else. We don't even know if Zion's going to play this whole year. I don't even think he should No, nah, they play, shut him honestly. down. Just do what they did with Blake Griffin. No, nah, they said they shut him down. Yeah, they shut him down. Yeah, saying. they shut him down. Damn. I mean, <laughs> I might, like, that's probably going to be the game where I might have, like, a TV show on on my TV, and then just have the game playing in the background, <laughs> and just see Brandon Ingram get buckets. Basically, but Nuggets are definitely winning that game. Like, come on, hey yo, shout to, hey shout to Brandon Ingram. I say Kuzma's better. He's proved me otherwise this year. Mm-hmm. He's balling out of control. Shout to Bi. Shout to Bi. So those are our predictions right there. And then one thing I want to you know 
say or talk about before we end things is uh, I made a little thing since it's, you know, about to go into the new year, new decade. I have a little bit of a few awards, so I'm going to name to you uh, this player, that player for a specific award. Let me know who you're rocking with, all right? All right. Best shot of the decade, Ray Allen, game six against the Spurs when he was on Miami, or Kawhi, game seven, game winner in the playoffs, game seven versus 76ers. Why? I wish you said Ray Allen versus Kyrie. <laughs> I mean, I would have to pick Ray Allen just because of the magnitude of the shot. And that's I'm why not, I picked those in the magnitude. Yeah, yeah, the magnitude of the shot. I mean, that was in the finals. Like, you got to understand, you remember, like, the Spurs had it locked in. Like locked they in. were bringing the champagne out and all that. They they were pulling it out. Like they were bringing the championship T-shirts for the Spurs. The game was supposed to be wrapped up. Mm-hmm. He really dug. He br- he brought that game back to life and he brought it out the mud. Like he saved Ray Allen single handedly saved Bron's career. And that's why I have it there too. I, I I had the Kyrie one considered. I mean, you can definitely argue that one as well too. Honestly, what would you say between Ray Allen and Kyrie shot? And Kyrie's? No, nah, between between Ray Allen and Kyrie shot. Which one? The one Best I shot of the decade. No, nah, not the one you listed, but I'm saying Ray <laughs> Allen shot versus Kyrie. Ray shot. Allen, uh, like you said, magnitude was going up against the San Antonio Spurs, and that was LeBron's legacy on the line as well, too, because at that point, he only had one ring. We were already tainted him. For, yeah, Dallas. Oh, Dallas, yeah. So <laughs> had to give yeah. it to him. Like I, like you said, I thought it was over. This one was when Instagram was first a thing, and I had, what, like 10 followers? <laughs> One like per per post, and I was ready. I had the spur shirt on, the hat. I was about to gloat. Then I was just like, I know you were time, sick. I was sick, <laughs> I but it felt better though because we got our revenge a year later. So yeah, y'all did. Y'all we, smacked we them murdered on them. them. Yeah, so I would have to give it to Ray Allen. Um, but Kawhi Junk was crazy as well too. Definitely up there. No one's ever seen a game seven game winner in the playoffs. So that was kind of yeah, kinda that was cold too. That was cold. Um, so, but I'm going with I'm going with Ray Allen. Um, after that. Most impressive, most impressive ring, Dirk going up against the big three foreign in Miami or Brian versus the Warriors. That's hot. That's hot. I like Whoa. that. I like that one. I like that one. Where you going with? In under thirty seconds. Okay. That's a tough one, right? I'll say this: most impressive playoff run. I'll give it to Dirk. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Was he was Jesus with a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he was not missing anything. He was 50, 40, 90. Like, yeah. most impressive playoff series, I'll give it to Dirk. Impressive finals, I'll give it to Braun because I've never seen a player ever to lead in every statistical category. I got to watch that. I'm going to be able to tell my kids about that. Yeah. So I was going to give it to Dirk because he went up against the big three. He didn't have any all-stars and whatnot. But like you said. Still, a, still living, a good team, though. Yeah, living in the moment and going up against – a 73-9 Warriors team when you weren't supposed to go, when you weren't supposed to win, being down 3-1. Yeah, that was different. That was OD. That was different. <laughs> that was OD. That block, I'm never going to forget that. Like you said, like when we have kids, we're going to tell our kids. Yeah, that, that was, that was Super Sam Braun. That's, that was Super that, No, honestly, that was the first time I actually started appreciating Braun. I used to really look down on Braun. Talk well, I started appreciating Braun was when Kyrie and Kevin Love went down the year before. And he oh, yeah, yeah, that was the year. And he was going... Yeah. Bananas, bro. Yeah, that's when he like earned my stamp. Like, yo, you're one of the greatest. Ever that's dude. that's the one thing I'm always gonna say about Bron. Just like, yo, what if you gave your all all the time? Like, dude, we know you're pacing yourself. Mm-hmm. We can tell when you're when you're hooping. Like, what if you gave 110? Yeah. Every year, what would that look like? Yeah, that would be od. Um, most memorable performance: Kobe's last game going out like a god was 60, <laughs> um, or Clay Thompson's game six versus OKC. Most memorable. We got. We got. I had Kyrie up there too. Regular season against the Spurs, yeah. for like fifty-seven. 
But these were the two I wanted to, you know, highlight. Clay's game six really stamped him as that clutch guy. You know what I'm saying? That gave him like that winner stamp. Mm-hmm. But Kobe's last game is just come on, man. It's just Mamba. Mamba man. He was he was supposed to do that. Yeah. The <laughs> last game he was to. he wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah, it was like an outer body experience. Like it was. Wild. Yeah, it, we were watching <laughs> basketball at some point in time. We weren't even watching basketball. Like it was just a movie. I knew exactly where I was, who I was with the whole time I was watching it too. So yeah, you're right. I'm going with Kobe as well. Mm-hmm. Best player of the decade: LeBron, Steph, or KD. All have. No, I think KD has two rings. Everybody KD has, has two, three rings. Steph was, you know, unanimous MVP. KD, two-time Finals MVP, won a regular season MVP. Um, LeBron, you know, resume speaks for itself. Multiple Finals appearances, I think eight or nine straight. Uh, won three championships, one in two different organizations right now. And year seven. Would I be foul if I said Steph? Yeah, you would. <laughs> like, come on now. We are no, 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 no. The thing is, like. I can't really forget what Steph's really done for the game of basketball. You, under, you got to understand between 2010 and the new decade we're entering now, he changed basketball. He did change He did change the landscape of basketball. Like the way kids play, and mind you, I coach personally myself, the way kids play, the way... Shoot trays all day, huh? It's actually sick. You no, know, like he really <laughs> changed the way we play. Like you got to understand, like there is no Trey Young if there's no Steph. You feel me? That's facts. A lot of these point guards, the way they shoot, like even from range, like Dame's not taking the kind of shots he's taking if it's not for Steph, bro. He kind of changed it. So, so is that your vote? I still got to pick LeBron. It's the body. It's the body of work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's done a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, KD, he's just. I wish he won finals without joining Golden State. This really changes the conversation. Yeah. But um, he's still. You know what I'm saying? Top two, top three most gifted players to ever touch a basketball. For sure. So I, I can see why you put him in consideration, but yeah, I, I got to pick LBJ. Okay. Next thing, best team, the 12-13 Heat, who um, essentially won against the Spurs in, in seven games, or the 17 Warriors with KD. The Warriors. I was cheating, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was we, cheating, we can leave bro. it at that. Yeah. I was going to put 73-9 in, but they didn't win. Um, but with KD, that was just... Like the Heat... I. I can see like the Heat at the time. It was overwhelming to the point like, yo, this is cheating. But now that Warriors, that that just takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, for sure. Last thing I want to uh, mention is biggest disappointment: KD going to the Warriors, OKC losing a three-one lead, J.R. Smith game one finals. You know, not being clutch when LeBron had that was probably the best game I've ever seen him play. Or the Toronto Raptors always coming up short. <laughs> <laughs> We got it on here, baby dinosaurs. <laughs> the land before time. <laughs> nah, yo. Um, shoot. <laughs> You're a fool, bro. <laughs> I just want to throw shade. <laughs> yeah, it's the baby dinosaurs. What's wrong with you, dog? <laughs> I'm sick. Um, biggest disappointment. That 3-1 thing did hurt. JR's an idiot, though. <laughs> that one's still fresh in my mind. He's an idiot. Biggest disappointment still is just KD going to the Warriors. No, bro. That's how I'm at. That's how I'm at. I had to drop my controller. That's um, that's me personally. That's yeah. that's the biggest disappointment to me. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I guess it coincides with three one lead because if they won it does. that series, then he wouldn't go there as well too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really what it is. But yeah, I'm 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 have to go with KD. You know, taking his talents to the Bay Area and basically. 
ruining the regular season. Still love KD, one of my most favorite players, but second disappointment is just really letting LeBron call Toronto LeBronto. Yeah, that was disrespectful. <laughs> like if I'm part of that team, I'm low key ashamed of myself. At this, but at the same time, Kawhi comes, you know what I'm saying, a year later, and just just makes things right. Makes things right. <laughs> makes things right. Well, that was episode 67 of the season show. Manny, it's always a pleasure having you. Any last words you want to say? Um. Always a pleasure being on the show. I know I say it over and over again, but yes, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, man. That's really about it. And what's your handle on social media? Um, psh, do I even use social media? Yeah, I do. A lot. <laughs> um, still fresh. Um, S T I L L F R X S H. Um, still fresh. And then um, Twitter's um Black Zach Morris. Replace like the A's with V's. That's me. Yes. That's where you can find me. Heard it here. Still fresh and Black Zach Morris. Make sure to subscribe to The Caesar Show on all um, platforms. We got YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. I even looked on Google the other day. It's on the iHeartRadio, which is kind of weird as well, too. Oh, um, you popping, Caesar. Everywhere, 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 man. <laughs> everywhere. Check it out. Got some merch. Probably going to release uh, 50% off and come out with some new stuff for the new year. But ask our Caesar, S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S, The Caesar Show. Um, T-H-E-S-E-E-Z-U-S-S-H-O-W. And... 